to be, to begin this one, to be honest. No? Uh, all right. Welcome to the Battle Science Podcast, a Pokemon Go PvP podcast where we talk about Pokemon Go PvP. I am one of your hosts, Steven, a.k.a. Uh, Boy in the Woods. I almost said Mark and I'm a J. Joined by <laughs> my co-host, Jesse, a.k.a. Boy, a.k.a. Boy in the Woods. <laughs> Nani. I'm tired. Just, just let it... Just let it... Let it be known tonight is going to be one of those nights where... We might fall off the trail a little bit, but we'll kind of get there. Welcome, everyone. Um, today is September 7th, 2021. This will go out September 10th, 2021. We have some news. Not as much news as maybe I would have anticipated. I would have thought that we would have... October's Sulfurina meta. Um, oh, it's still pretty early. We're only in what the second week of the month. That's true. Usually we aim. Uh, usually we expect it what around the eighteenth. So yeah. So we have some sylph. Some sylph news updates. Some in-game updates. Season the season. Season of mischief. GBL season nine. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, my synapses are not going to connect. They're not going to fire properly. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of this meme, but without the text. So we also have new research breakthroughs, new events coming up for this next couple of months. We'll go into details about that. But first and foremost, I think we should thank our beloved Patreon supporters. Patreon producers, you too can become a Patreon producer. I'm actually, I feel like I'm going to be really quieter, so you might have to crank this volume. Um, anybody in chat, if it's too quiet, just let me know. I'll crank my, I'll crank our gains here. Um, sick gains, bro. Sick, sick pumping iron, sick gains. Uh, by pumping iron, I mean turning a knob about two or three degrees in one direction. <laughs> The Patreon producers for the month of September, Dolphin93, Evo Stevo, Winston the Champ, and Jmar. Thank you for being a Battle Science Patreon podcast producer. You too, average listener, you you too, uh, Alex. Alex, you can be a Patreon producer by going to patreon.com slash battle science and backing us at the $5 tier or higher. That will get your name read on every podcast, every major piece of content we put out. <clears throat> you will get your name read. Uh, that is put out during that month. 
Patreon producers, as well as anyone that backs us at a dollar tier or more, also get access to the Battle Science After Dark podcast, a podcast where Jesse and I, a monthly podcast where Jesse and I talk about whatever strikes our fancy. Our last episode was about, I believe, D&D. Yep. Um, that was mid-August. Feels so far away. Yep. Um, we are probably looking at next week for our September, September issue of Be Sad. Um, we'll see what topic strikes our fancy this time. I actually don't really have much of an idea. Like I said this past weekend when we recorded the part two of the PvP 101, uh, Sulfur Reason, Priestess, and Primer. I'll get back to that in a moment. Um, <laughs> I feel like I had an idea for September's Be Sad, and then I completely and totally threw it out of my brain like a... Everything's been kind of hitting the fan for our personal lives, I think, lately. and It's just a lot of work, man. Just a lot of work, man. Yeah. Just a lot of work. HR's not feeling... Th- not, not feeling... He's not feeling the juice uh, in the last day or two, so uh, I'm having to keep an eye on him uh, currently, so... Um, if not you to mention, about- we did do a pretty big investment for our preseason primer, if you haven't had the chance to check that out. Bringing me back around. The... If you are new to Pokemon Go PvP, go check out. It was, actually I have them here, August 27th and September 6th episodes. That is part one and part two of a Pokemon Go PvP um, 101 series slash Sylph Arena preseason primer. Um those are going to be your episodes to start with. You can go check out all of the rest of the episodes. Um, if you're wondering how this sort of like preseason primer got along, um, if you at all are interested in Formula One, there is a wonderful podcast called Shift F1, um, a podcast about speedy race cars that do a preseason primer before every F1 season basically breaks down the rules, the teams, all of that stuff. Um, and I thought, why not? I've had several of my friends be like, I don't play Pokemon Go and I would listen to your podcast, but I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, well, why don't I make something to give you some context? I can't imagine my friends are the only ones that don't really understand or know anything when we say, ah, oh, look at that Snarm and Charl and, oh man, these stats are a bulky and DPS. Why well, I, I imagine most of my friends don't know what DPS are. They're, they're, they're some capital G gamers. Um, but like, uh, bulk points and CMP tie and all that. It's, uh, the general context for Pokemon Go competitive. Isn't it just tapping? Well, let me tell you a story. Let me stop you right there. (laughs) And I took offense to that. (laughs) What you guys, you guys shout cash PVP, like Pokemon, like Pokemon Go. Isn't that just tapping? I took offense to that. Uh, let's see. If you want to check out, I actually would recommend going over to Battle Sciences YouTube and watching those. They are the first part is it's it's long. It's a two hour. I'm looking at the the videos here, uh, two hours and forty four minutes, and the second part is one hour and thirty one minutes. Um, they are rather long, but they have a nice. Uh, Google Slides presentation to pair along with all of the information. So there's some nice visuals to to help uh, reinforce the information we're going over. Um, 
Also, if you wouldn't mind going over to youtube.com and searching up Battle Science, giving us a subscribe, we are trying to hit that 100 subscribers so that we can get youtube.com slash battle science. Uh, call us Fane. Uh, it's just kind of helpful to have that, that nice vanity URL uh, link to, you know. Um, to our to our YouTube page instead of giving the alphabet soup URL. YouTube.com slash channel slash UC1BWWW-0PCFDQTCEKK37ADA. Oh, and by the way, some of those were capitals and some of those were lowercase. I don't know if it were, if I should. I'll do it again. YouTube.com slash channel slash uppercase U, uppercase C, one, lowercase B, www dash zero, lowercase P, uppercase C, uppercase F, lowercase D, lowercase Q, uppercase T, lowercase C, lowercase C, uppercase K, uppercase K, three, seven, A, lowercase A, uppercase D, uppercase A. You know, it's unfortunate someone is actually going to type that in. I hope so. But we can avoid all of this if you give us a subscribe. Just subscribe. We don't care if you hit that bell uh, next to the subscribe button. Um, as you can see on my personal channel, I have not hit that bell notification. I don't need to. <laughs> you don't need. Please subscribe so I don't have to hear him do URLs. You don't need to hit the bell for notifications. I guess maybe somewhere in a YouTube algorithm it's like really important. But for us, it's not super important. All that's important is that we get that 100 subscribers and we... Uh, we get that nice, nice, pretty YouTube.com slash battle science. Oh, it's September. If you listened to any of our, I think, an episode or two within August, you might have known that anybody that subscribed in the back half of August to the YouTube page was participating in a challenge. Yeah, that sounds like a challenge. Um, we had a period of time where for every person that subscribed to our YouTube page, I would donate a dollar to our Extra Life campaign. Um, let me pull up the Extra Life campaign here. Uh, you can go to Extra Life uh, Battle Science. I believe there's links in... Actually, I have no idea where I've put the links at this point. Um, <laughs> they're somewhere. Here, I'll put it in... Um, let me put it in chat. Uh, let's see. Copy, paste, and I'll put it in the other stuffs too. Um, you can go over and help us out. We are raising money through Extra Life for Seattle Children's Hospital. Um, we are at $26 out of $898 uh, as our goal. Um, that is the full Pokedex all the way up until... Uh, what's Gen the last eight? one? Yeah, Gen 8, but what's the last Pokemon? Is it Zarude? I don't remember, honestly. No, it's one of... Um, it's the Calyrex's form. Calyrex, yeah, yeah, it's one of Calyrex's forms. Um, I said by the end of September, however, however many people donated, I would donate, or however many people subscribed to our YouTube channel all the way up until the very beginning of September, I would donate a dollar for each subscriber. So we started with 35 subscribers. We now have 51. So just more than before, halfway, more than halfway to that hundred. Um, you guys missed your chance of, um, making me go broke, which I'm quite sad. I would have been happy to donate much more. 
Well, um, we'll just have to give them other reasons to donate. Yep. Uh, other ways for you to make me go broke or something. I don't know. Um, just before this episode, I went over to our Extra Life page and donated the $16 um, of the difference. Um, thank you, everybody that subscribed to Battle Science on YouTube um, to get me to donate $16 and to help us reach our goal of getting the YouTube URL. Uh, I think that's all of housekeeping stuff. I'm trying to think other stuff. Uh, community tournament for our Extra Life charity will be happening at some point. In the future. Um, here probably within September, hopefully, maybe no idea. Um, September is probably going to like come and go um, faster than we realize it but we'll see what uh we'll see what happens um you're counting these ums right yep you're at six already (laughs) (laughs) i just asked if you were counting i didn't ask how many you've counted uh well does uh count because i noticed you're trying to say uh more no i'm not trying to say uh more okay that's just one of those things somebody 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 uh hey Hydrate. (laughs) Hydrate. (laughs) So while Steven's hydrating, again, thank you for joining us. If you haven't checked out the Sulfur Preseason Primer, go ahead and give that a check out. Uh, As mentioned, and as we will go over here in a little bit, new Sulfurina season coming up. If you have no idea what's going on, the Preseason Primer is a good way to get into that. Steven's sitting here doing freaky hand gestures. So I'm now I'm I'm done talking about it. Go ahead. (laughs) He's over here dabbing. I'm done. Uh, I'm losing it. My marbles have left the station. All right. Oh, uh, buttons. Giddy up now. This is the news roundup. Yes. Okay. We are in the news roundup. Uh, We are going to go through this as... I don't know. Professionally? I was going to say Fast. Fast as possible without going off on, without going through a random big old tangent. Um, well, there's definitely going to be some tangenting. PokemonGoLive.com from September 1st, 2021, a blog post. What we heard, an update from our task force. It's uh, This is the announcement that everyone was waiting a month more or less to hear. Yeah, I, I don't really want to read it verbatim. I imagine most people that really cared have already read it. Um, if you haven't, go read it. Uh, they're this basically is the task force announcement. This is the response to Hear Us Niantic um, primarily increasing the stop interaction distance within Pokemon Go. The stop distance has been reverted to double what it originally was. So rather than the 40. 40 meters that it was originally when the game started and up until so a year and a half ago. Fun fact, <clears throat> this stop increase mm-hmm. was the day after our last podcast episode. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, the... When the pandemic started... Niantic switched over the interaction distance to 80 meters rather than the regular 40 meters. Partway through the pandemic, they announced that 
I guess, I don't know, progress had been made, something, I'm probably getting stuff wrong and paraphrasing, but more or less hey, said to the community, hey, we're going to switch this back at some point. It's going to start with the U.S. and New Zealand. As like test locations, we're going to revert it back to the 40 meters that originally was. the. They made that call months ago, like maybe two months ago. And people suggested they don't. Um, the entire time for multitude of reasons. Um, one being the pandemic still going on and two, it's a massive quality of life improvement, not only for the general player base, but also um, access- uh, for accessibility um, for players that um, can't get around, aren't as mobile. Um, they're able to, to reach, actually reach stops. Um, the... Niantic switched it off. Days later, New Zealand got a case, I think a confirmed case, and they went back into tier three of their lockdown because they're incredibly, uh, incredibly strict when it comes to their lockdowns. Um, They're also a smaller population. um, So it's, I don't know, I guess easier for them to do so. Um they went down into lockdown. Their stop interaction went back up to 80 near immediately. And then it took another week or two for this to come out and for the stop distance to come back to 80 kilo- or eighty meters. 80 kilometers. Huh? Um, 80 meters permanently for everyone. Yes. Did they the say that it was permanent? Says permanent? permanently. Okay. And it's not in this one. It's the other one that was a week before this. The other big takeaway from this is basically saying, hey, we heard you. We're going to try and get better at communicating um, all of these, you know, issues and what we're working on and all of this stuff. Basically, just do we'll we will try to do better. It will take time. Um, Basically, just like any other response, it's I I don't know. I'm really. putting my own feelings into this. Um, I suggest people read it, come to their own conclusions. Um, I mean, the problem is, I mean, the only, the only way they're going to respond is via text. You can kind of get some intentions and some, feelings back from a text response but they're also not going to put forth the effort to try and produce some sort of like video response um they've not done anything like that in the past there's no precedence for that um to you know get a bit more like try and convey some more sincerity or something i mean they did with when they did the video with king they they showed that they wanted to improve upon pvp the guy that's running the department for the pvp department came forward and said look we want to make changes we understand gbl sucks and then they've never gone back or mentioned anything after that i'm not sure if i've ever seen that video yeah it was kind of a quick i don't remember the guy's name but him and king did a battle and they talked about it and then he shared his thoughts on moving forward in pvp and he said you know we're aware of these issues we're aware of these bugs we're working on it we'll let you know when something comes up and that's always been the disparaging you know 
you guys said you were going to do something. Six months later, here we are, and you're just kind of sweeping it under the rug. So personal takeaway for me mm. on this whole announcement, nothing that makes me want to not be a free-to-play player still because nothing has changed. In correspondence to what's going on in the game, nothing has changed. We got the range back. Sure, that's a win. Thank you. That's something that should have been taken away in the first place, in my opinion, because if it's going to be that... I think the biggest thing there was if we had known that was something they could do prior to the pandemic, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been something that we would have... There's the whole argument of, oh, you're entitled, oh, you, you know, you're being lazy and all this and whatever, but it's like... If they can do that, what are they also not, also not doing that they could do? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've said it in the past where the interaction distance is basically just like one numerical value that they can change in the code, probably. Yeah. Uh, unless their code is like absolutely abhorrent um, and is like a Frankenstein. Of, I mean, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. It's a live service game that's had dozens if not hundreds of people working on it um not only at one given time but over the course of its development to the, me this sorry go ahead the interaction distance theoretically is just a simple number change yeah um whatever was pre preventing them from switching it back they overruled or something um there are i'm sure other easy fixes but like trying to pinpoint them from the outside looking in is probably right. going to be nigh impossible so to kind of wrap up on my opinion on this, I think it's a lot like what I just mentioned with the PvP thing. It's easy enough to say you're going to do something, and I'm being patient, and I'm waiting, because they say to be patient, because it sounds like they won't have anything to present to us until October when they come out with these, what are they calling it, dev diaries in the announcement there? Mm. Should be up near the top. I think they call it dev diaries. Uh, starting in October, we'll be beginning. We will begin publishing a developer diary every other month to share the latest priorities, events, and features for the game. Okay, from when this was announced as of last week mm -hmm. until then, that's just words on a page. Yes, there is nothing other than the stop increase for me at the moment that says, and sure, let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they actually go through and they do these things and they listen to us more and they say they're going to do continued communication with their task force and or community leaders that only a select few have gone out of their way to say that they are being representatives for the community. There have been some that have shared what they have talked about with Niantic, but they have not been able to share because of their NDA what they talked about with Niantic other than what they presented. Um, I guess this is me tangenting here, but I apologize. I just, it's not enough. Like, I, I d didn't go into this expecting to get something out of it, but just this canned response just kind of sucks. Like, if they had put out a dev diary for this month, I think I would have felt a little bit different mm. because it shows that going into this, they needed to have something to, I don't want to say sedate, but just have a little bit more than just words on a page. Yeah. And I mean, I go back to the, the destiny Two. I, somebody at some point is like, Steven, shut up. We don't care about destiny Two. And I'm like, <laughs> 
bruh, tell me about it. I don't really care either, except the story's really cool. And Bungie was has been one of my favorite developers in uh, the, the... In communicating with their players. In communicating with their players. They do a This Week at Bungie every Thursday, barring like circumstances. Yeah. They, they even come out and say, like... We got a tweet today that was the community manager, one of the guys that writes them every week, that was like, hey, short week, short twab, just don't expect anything crazy. That's that's all. You just set expectations. People just want that personal connection. We, we just need a little bit. We need that kind of communication. And Which even in, if it's, this, in this letter, they do one of the, I don't remember who exactly it was, but one of the representatives of the company came out and presented this in a manner that it, they were speaking at for the company. Um, it's written by Steve Wang, executive producer. Um, oh, by Steve Wang, the executive producer, and the Pokemon Go team. So it's probably okay. co-written. It's probably just like a huge amount of people all writing okay. different stuff. Um, it is good to have a personal touch to it, but we don't know who you are. Yeah, it's it's... Like, studio-wise, there's probably two different cultures. It's two different games. It's all of this other stuff. But if a company can put out... If one company can put out weekly updates that's not even... Doesn't have to touch on every mechanic of the game. It can just be, hey, we're working on something cool, and here's some, like... uh, We've seen your fan art or fan videos or whatever. Um and showcase some of that and have a little bit of that Community. feedback. Like that's all we need. And oh by the way, that's a weekly. We're going to get these every other month? Yeah. That's bizarre. So in some cases we'll get two in a season and in some cases we'll get one of one in a season. Okay? Yeah. Like I, if if that focus is being put into stuff to improve the game, I don't mind, but let me know that. Yeah. If and it, it would probably be something where they would have to hire somebody specifically to write these or right. And I think be that's that. I think that's their fear of putting a face to this because of everything that happened with its Liz. I maybe. I mean, most game developers and community managers. The unfortunate thing is, within the gaming sphere, uh, capital G gamers. Uh, not all <laughs> of us are. I don't know, cordial. So. <laughs> Yeah, all this time spent the last two years behind the screen hasn't made people very friendly. No, even beyond that, like True. even beyond the pandemic, like the the gaming sphere is incredibly toxic. Um, you know, let alone just the Pokemon fandom, um, <laughs> and then breaking it down into the people that play Pokemon Go. So it's 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 somewhat well documented that like community managers for both games and developers deal with massive amounts of toxic toxic behavior um in no way shape or form should they ever have to deal with any of it um but because imagine if they made that public i mean it's if anyone posts uh, like that kind of stuff on twitter it is public it is public i know but i mean just taking a collection of some of the most awful stuff and just showcasing how bad it actually is like someone sat it's, there and typed that up. It's out there. I'm sure it's out there. Oh yeah. Um It's like what's going on in your life that you need to be that rude to a person? It's mind boggling. 
but it's one of those things of like you would have to pivot niantic would have to pivot a, a job a existing job or hire someone yeah for a new job position to write these um i'm not saying it's not worth i mean realistically it might be worth their their time to do so um you also have to find the person that's willing to put up with that because that's yeah basically but i mean i feel like that gap is what's caused this divide yeah i don't know <clears throat> but the article's there if you want to read it check it out on pokemon go live it's been up for about a week now it's a canned corporate capital c response but capital we got c a response Unfortunately, we had to go to such desperate lengths to get a response. But the get hear us Niantic and Niantic trending on like what? Number four on Twitter worldwide. Yeah. So. Uh, next thing. Welcome to the season of mischief. We're about a week in. We have already had two events. Yes. Because Galar was considered kind of one. Sort of. I don't know. It was whack. Welcome to the season of mischief. Trainers. Uh, this was posted on August 27th, 2021. Trainers. The strange event of Pokemon Go Fest 2021 continue in the season of mischief. Cool. This season will focus on an adventure featuring Hoopa, the mischief Pokemon, which you'll be able to encounter early on in this season's special research story. Right now. Or maybe you already have it. <laughs> it's that early. When Hoopa summoned legendary Pokemon to Pokemon Go during Pokemon Go Fest 2021, time and space were distorted. Hoopa has also brought Pokemon originally discovered in the Galar region to Pokemon Go for the first time. Be sure to follow along during the season to see what else might happen. The season of mischief will run from Wednesday, September 1st at 10 a.m. to Wednesday, December 1st, 2021 at 10 a.m. local time. Oh, by the way, these articles are now more graphic heavy. They have, I guess, seen that the community puts together all of these nice infographics and have maybe gotten jealous um, <laughs> or realized I mean, that not enough people read through these blog articles because they have some incredibly helpful dates and times and bits of information in these articles. People like pictures, not walls of text. It's seven o'clock. Do you know where your slack off are? I will say I am a fan of the new format for these announcements. Pretty pictures. Hey, I'm a simple guy. I like simple things. Look, here's Hoopa. <laughs> Flavor text. Boom. Done. They paid attention. Hoopa is arriving beginning September 1st, 2021 at 10 a.m. local time. You'll be able to access a season-long special research story. Throughout the season of Mischief, you'll gain access to different sets of tasks in the special research story. For instance, you'll be able to encounter Confined Hoopa by completing a set of tasks that will unlock beginning September 5th. Read on to learn more. Learn Hoopa secrets during the season. Oh, by the way, this um, article is actually updating as we go through the events. So it actually shows the events that haven't been announced and the events that have either, either already happened or are announced upcoming. You'll be able to access the season special research story when certain events begin. The special research story will focus on discovering more about Hoopa and the strange occurrences happening throughout the season. So stay tuned to follow along with the story. Oh, by the way, if you hated, uh, if you already hate the fact that I brought up Destiny, I'm bringing it up again in just a little <laughs> bit. So, yeah. 
Welcome to Battle Science at Destiny Pokemon Go. Destiny T. When uh, when April first comes, are we? Hold on, let me check dates. Uh, January, February. So while you're checking your dates, real quick. Oh my God! April first lands on a Friday. We're gonna have a podcast release on April Fool's Day. Boom, baby! Destiny Two podcast. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, let's see. If you complete this special season special research story, you'll gain access to a special event at the end of the season that might have something to do with Hoopa. Uh, a whole season about Hoopa, and maybe the special research will have something to do with Hoopa. <gasps> Mind blown. Sounds like a whole lot of hoopla. Mm, hoopla. Uh, Hoopa can't be transferred to Pokemon Home for now. For trainers unable to play during the season, confined Hoopa may be available again in the future. So, on the that note. On that note, maybe in raids. Fun fact, maybe in eggs. Oh, actually, it's the next article. I'll go ahead and read that, and then I'll oh, tell okay. you. Uh, September, starting September first. Welcome to the season of mischief. September fifth, Hoopa's arrival. September eighth, psychic septa- spectacular. Um, September twenty first, question marks. And then we have one, two, three, four more events between uh, the beginning of October and the end of November. <coughs> So, 9-1, September, welcome to the Season of Mischief, available beginning Wednesday, September 1st. The Season of Mischief begins. Hoopa has been playing pranks on the team leaders and Professor Willow, and it's taking his glasses? It's up to us to learn more about this mischief Pokemon. Why is it so mischievous? What else does uh, it have in store for us this season? 9-5, Hoopa's arrival, available beginning Sunday, September 5th. At 11 a.m. I'm actually kind of sad that we weren't able to cover this in a Battle Science podcast because this one day of event spawns were crispy. So, fun fact about this event. There are people that got screwed out of this event. Oh, as far as they didn't see the spawns? No. Well, mm-hmm. that too. But you could technically claim Hoopa before this research mm-hmm. via the special research. And what was one of the requirements for the event research? Catch a Hoopa. And if you already caught it, it didn't count. Mm, you you should go on Twitter. There were multiple amounts of people who caught Hoopa before the event started and then were not able to encounter it again because it didn't register that they had caught it. The event research should have uh, unlocked at the same time the event There were started. some people that got it before and immediately rushed through it. Wild. Um, so they have to get retroactively accredited by, it's been a huge thing on Niantic's support page recently. Okay. Just fun fact. It doesn't surprise me at all. It's Pokemon (laughs) Go. I mean. Someone exploited something and they couldn't finish it. So they're like, wah, I want my rewards. Uh, I I will never understand the speedrunners. Like they're not actually speedrunners, but the people that like burst through the content, like it's going to take me years to get to level 50. Like the people that got to level fifty in like a month and a half, like you people are insane. It just boggles my mind. So it was mostly just the XP. Everything else was the time gate. Mm, yeah. Oh, complete the seasonal special research tax for an opportunity to catch Hoopa on Sunday, September fifth, from eleven to five local time. Various strange phenomena will be happening all around the world. Maybe this has something to do with Hoopa. The f- so for that event, what overall were your thoughts on it? 
Uh, because this is now over. That's true. Um, the hourly spawns between psychic, ghost, and dark. Um, I liked the fact that it was beyond just incense, where you could catch them in the wild. Um, that was fantastic, and it seemed like some of the rare spawns weren't actually like incense locked, um, which was great. Right, because we were walking around, and we saw some Galarian Ponyta. We saw some Espeon. Another thing, too, is they seem to be coming off lures when they weren't mentioned to come off lures. Well, I mean, they always mention and more. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a handful here that are actually really solid. So your... Well, actually, primarily it was your... The ghost and dark type. Um, your Sableye, your Drifloon, uh, or Drifloon and scraggy scraggy are like marquee um your galarian ponyta i think was the first time you you could encounter those in the wild yep. so getting uh good iv ones although its performance within pvp is not fantastic anyway yeah um what was there was something else that spawned during that hour the psychic one um, or the ghost one i'm looking through Lilwick? my catches Meditate, I guess, maybe, but... I didn't see Meditate. Litwick. Yeah. Litwick was another one that was like, okay, this does not spawn in the wild very often at all, so um, might as well catch them for either getting good IVs or just candy. Yeah. So I do wish we could have got given a heads up, but because we do the podcast every other week, we don't get... Unfortunately, this was a pretty sudden turnaround as far as events. Yeah. So, and that was one of the things that I saw a lot of local players complain about was... Most people, I mean, we had the benefit of being able to go out and walk around during the event, but some people that had to rely just on local and incense spawns weren't able to find that one that they needed. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have gone a little bit more hardcore for like Scraggy and a couple of others, but it's one of those things of like, I've got other stuff going on. Right. Um. So, you know, is casual players casual. Uh, collection challenge i did see multiple people on twitter getting all of them but one spawn and yeah. it's one of those things it's like there's it's what so, six hours long so yeah. it would have been beneficial if you could have traded for it at least yeah it is specific to catching <clears throat> we saw the collection challenges did they start with the canto yeah um being able to be traded yes well the the different the collection challenges, different requirements for evolving some of them, catching some of them, and trading others. Yeah, it was so. trading specifically. Because you couldn't get, like, if I had red version and I needed Bellsprout, mm -hmm. it wouldn't give me credit for uh, Bellsprout unless it was traded mm -hmm. because it needed to be traded specifically. But I'd imagine so. Well, there was a contest that we did with our locals a couple of years back when it was a, like a scavenger hunt game that I had set up for everyone, and it was obtain this Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Which, in context, I explained obtain means either catch, hatch, raid, or trade. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I want to say it was Wingle. I think I said it too because the place where we were hosting the event was a Wingle nest. Mm -hmm. So people had opportunities to get it. There was another one that was make like make a new friend, just stuff we would have nowadays for special research requirements. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm tangenting. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, all right, the upcoming psychic spectacular available beginning Wednesday tomorrow, as of recording. Uh, 
in the past as of uh, the podcast release. Um, available beginning Wednesday, September 8th, 2021 at 10 a.m. local time. Something's got Psychic-type Pokemon all worked up, and they're appearing more often in the wild. Sounds like the perfect opportunity to learn more about them. You never know. We might learn more about Hoopa as well. Oh, that's right. This is the full season of mischief stuff. So there is other stuff happening. Different Pokemon will be appearing in the wild. Um, in the cities, you have... These are tying into the new biome spawns. Mm-hmm. Biome spawns. Uh, Shuppet, Trubbish, uh, Gothita, and more. Uh, in the forest, Teddy Ursa, Shelmet. Carablast. Carablast and more. Um, look out for Carablast. It evolves into Escavalier, and it is a solid PvP Pokemon. Uh, in the mountains, Geodude, Rhyhorn, Slugma. I believe Nummel is on that list because I see Nummel, Nummel around without Weather Boost. Um, out of those, I don't know, uh, none of them are incredibly relevant, so... That is true. I've been seeing a lot of those when we come home. Mm-hmm. I would uh, catch catch them all. Keep an eye out for, you know, PvP IVs. Um, the nice thing is almost each of those categories also has, well, mostly the forest and mountains both have Geodude and the two bugs can be traded for free evolution. Mm-hmm. And then in watery areas, you will see crabby, horsey, Mantine. Mantine, Mantine, and more as well. Um, Mantine is has been clutch in Sylph metas in the past, so keep eye out for those. In the Northern Hemisphere, Jigglypluff, Jigglypluff, Jigglypuff, Slowbro, Slowpoke, Slowpoke, Chikorita, Cyndaquil, Cyndaquil, Totodile, Bidoof, and Autumn, Deerling, Deerling, and more in the Southern Hemisphere. Clefairy, Roselia, Tepig, Oshuat, Snivy, Timpole, and Spring form Deerling. Which oh, Beats by Dre by Apple. They're owned by Apple. Did you know that? No, I actually just learned that the last couple weeks. Okay. Um. I am slightly salty, as always, that the Southern Hemisphere gets spawns that I want. So Oshawott and Temple are now Southern Hemisphere. Uh, we get Lord spawns. <laughs> <laughs> Until I get a peanut butter, I'm disappointed. What? That was him. You okay, bud? I'm going to probably have to let him out here in a moment. Um, Different Pokemon will be hatching from eggs. It's a refresh. No, you know what's been going on with him. I know. It's just funny. Yeah, I know. Here in a moment there, bud. I'm going to have you take over here. uh, What will the next article be? uh, September. The September research stops. All right, thank Uh, you. Um, Egg refreshes, which sucks. Um whatever uh the adventure sync rewards seem to have gotten pared down a little bit so the 5ks and 10ks have shrunk as far as um hatch pools 
So go take a look at those on the Sylph Road website to get a better sense of those spawns. Um, seasonal. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. I know. HR's <laughs> having a he's having a day and a half so far. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Boosted damage from trainers battling remotely in raids. Guaranteed gifts from Pokemon Spin, Pokestop Spins. Buddies will bring you gifts more often. Increased incense effectiveness. Added increased incense effectiveness while walking. Three times bonus XP from spinning a Pokestop for the first time. And a two times lure duration for the entire season. Woo! Oh, by the way, it's the season of mischief. Ditto! There seems to be a change in the species of Pokemon that Ditto is transforming into in the wild. There's now a chance the following Pokemon will instead be Ditto when caught. These are Ghastly, Drowsy, Remoraid, Teddy Ursa, Gulpin, Nummel, Stunky... Oh, God. Help. Crustle? Uh, no, Dwebble. Uh, and uh, Fungus. Amungus. Um, that's the second form. I know. Um, the interesting thing, Ditto can be shiny, but here's the here's here's the here's the breakdown. A shiny variant of a a, a shiny spawn of any of these Pokemon will not be a Ditto, but a Ditto that is any of these Pokemon that are not shiny can be shiny. So there is no correlation. Why don't you go ahead and I'll take care of the rest of this article and wrap into the next one. Okay. Do you want to transition over to the next one? Yes. That way I can just kind of quickly go through these. So during this next month and a half, we're going to have some returning Megas. For September, we'll have Mega Slowbroad. Get your Beyblade on. For October, we'll have Mega Gengar. And for November, we'll have Mega Houndoom. Uh, there's much to look forward to for this season as we just journey with Hoopa and learn all about what makes this mischief Pokemon tick. Uh, again, this is on the Pokemon Go Live website. Of the three Megas coming out, uh, none of these are crazy good. We do know so far that the Lugia is the current raid boss, and that'll be here for a couple more weeks, I think, maybe about a week. Now that we've gone had it for about a week, um, Slowbro doesn't really beat it. It just resists everything it does. Gengar does do a good amount of damage to Lugia, and with the Lake Spirits returning, Gengar and Houndoom will also do very well against them. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the next article here, which is coming in September. Get ready for the season of mischief and more. So this actually came out. A couple of days before the Season of Mischief announcement, but it still goes over things that we need to look forward to. So, the research for this month is Ditto from Wednesday, September 1st, 2021 at 1 p.m. until Friday, October 1st, 2021 at 1 p.m. You'll encounter Ditto in Research Breakthrough Encounters, and for the first time ever outside of a special research, you may encounter a shiny Ditto if you're lucky. And you will also be able to find it now in the wild based off of things that Steven had just mentioned. Featured Pokemon in raids. Lugia will be uh, uh, having the special attack Aeroblast in five-star raids from September 1st until September 14th. So we still have about another week for that as of this recording. And then, depending on your region, we will have Uxie 
for Asia Pacific, Mess Spirit for Europe and the Middle East, Africa and India, or Azelf for the Americas and Greenland. They will be appearing in five-star raids from Tuesday, September 14th until October 1st. So for these ones, they are keeping them locked to their regions. If you are needing the region that you do not live in, I would highly recommend jumping on social media, Twitter. Every Pokemon Go Live Facebook or Twitter post has people from other regions looking for people to help them either host a raid or to join a raid. And basically, you host a raid for them, they'll host a raid for you. Build those friendships up, complete your Pokedex. They also will have the chance to be shiny. So this is the first time we're seeing Lake Spirits come back with the ability to be shiny if you want to collect those. Um, in addition, the Mega Following Pokemon will be up here. We talked about Mega Slowbro, Mega Gengar, and then Mega Houndoom. Uh, every Wednesday in September, we'll have a raid hour. September 1st, September 8th will be the raid hours for Lugia, which have already happened. Tomorrow will be the September 8th one. September 15th, September 26th, and September 29th will be the your region-specific uh, Lake Spirit. For Pokemon Spotlight hours in September, tonight, as of this recording, was Spoink with Double Stardust. Next Tuesday, September 14th, will be Baltoy with twice the XP for catching Pokemon. Tuesday, September 21st, Skitty will be in the spotlight hour and you'll earn twice the candy. And Tuesday, September 28th will be Alolan Meowth and you will earn twice the number of candy for transferring. September Community Day, as mentioned before, in the last episode was Oshawott. Oshawott will be September 19th, 2021 from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. It will be getting its exclusive move, Razor Shell, available to general public here and going forward, as long uh, in addition to learning uh, the staple water type starter Hydro Cannon move. Learns Hydro Cannon during Community Day. Yep. Right after Community Day, Razor Shell will be added to its move pool available non legacy. Correct. Other upcoming events, as we mentioned before, the Season of Mischief. The Psychic Spectacular, and then one that wasn't mentioned was Fashion Week. Fashion Week dressed Pokemon, stylishly, stylishly dressed Pokemon will be making their debuts along with a fluffy and fashionable friend. I feel like that's fur fru because in the promo, in the loading screen, the beautiful new loading screen we have, you see fur fru. Stretch your stuff with these fashionable Pokemon and new avatar items and more during Fashion Week taking place Tuesday, September 21st at 10 a.m. to Tuesday, September 28th at 8 p.m. local time. Um, for those who may not know, Furfuru was, I want to say, a Gen 5 X and Y Pokemon. Yes. Or no, that's, that'd be Gen 6, wouldn't it? X and Y? I believe so. Uh, yes. Furfuru was a normal type poodle Pokemon, essentially. And what made it unique was they had salon. I think that was the first gen we actually saw you the ability to change your avatar's hair in the game, like hairstyles and whatnot. So Furfuru was introduced as the grooming Pokemon, where based on the groom you took it to get at the salon determined its type. 
I don't have the sheet with all the information in front of me, but it essentially had a hairstyle for almost every type. And it was one of those Pokemon uh, that had the ability to be a mold fitter and or slots spot filler in your team because it could be any type you needed it to be. I want to say the more popular ones, if I remember from the main series games, were Dragon or Dark. Because it was an early game dragon that you could excel pretty well with. Steven's looking at the article here. So how many is there? That's 10. Natural, natural Heart Star Diamond Deputane Deputant uh, the Matron, Dandy, Lorraine, Kabuki, and Pharaoh. So 10. Yes. And Maybe. if I remember correctly, it was more of a physical attacking Pokemon. It wasn't great, but it was just one of those gimmicky things where it's like, hey, it's a poodle. It's one of those ways we can help introduce the salon feature. Let's do it. Um, A... Speed is its highest stat at 102, special defense at 90, attack at 80, HP at 75, and then a 60 in special attack and a 60 in defense from highest to lowest. Okay, so it's speed a based. physical attacking speedster. Team Rocket's boss, Team Go Rocket's boss seems to be missing. Where has Giovanni gone? We hope that he's not planning something in the shadows. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Be sure to keep an eye out for the updates throughout the season. Super Rocket Radars won't be able to track down Giovanni during this time, so no need to keep them equipped. That is more or less Niantic saying, Steven, you're not allowed to farm Shadow Bellsprout anymore. No! I still don't have a good one. <laughs> Razor Leaf's gotten nerfed, and I still don't have a good Shadow, shadow Victory really, Bell. I don't have a really good Shadow Victory Bell. I don't know. Casual player going to casual. <laughs> New evolution preview feature coming soon. Do you want to evolve War Turtle? Not really. It's not community day. <laughs> With this new feature, battlers rejoice. Soon you'll be able to see the preview of your Pokemon's post-evolution CP before you evolve it. The new evolution preview screen will display the following. The current Pokemon and its CP, the Pokemon's evolution and its new CP, and the leagues that the evolved Pokemon would qualify for. This feature will go live. This feature will go live sometime in September. We hope this will help you better determine which Pokemon to power up and evolve. And then, of course, Niantic's. Please be aware of your surroundings and following guidelines. Yada yada yada. Blah 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 blah. When playing Pokemon Go, upcoming events are subject to change. Be sure to follow us on social media, opt in to receive push notifications, and subscribe to our emails to stay updated for the latest on new gaming events and future updates. Be sure to click on this help center article, the Pokemon Go T. So, one of the things I think I was either with you or with Proto Man that I talked about is that is definitely a nice quality of life update. Oh yeah. I just hope it's a feature that can be toggled because I don't want that popping up every time I try to evolve a Pokemon. No, I think it's, I mean, here, hold on. I mean, I do understand we get that little bit of a notification <laughs> when we try to evolve something right now. That's, I think it's. I think it'll replace the current, do you want to evolve Right, point. but how much of a slow, I feel like because it's going to have to calculate something, even though that information's there, I want it to be as fast as what you just showed me. If it's not, that'll bother me. I think what will slow it down is you're using slow, slow phones, you're using old phones. 
You pop okay, those but bad I'm not boys the open. Only person that has that's tr- it's true. That's true. But if you pop the back off of those phones, oh by the way, old phones you can pop the back uh, off of. Uh, you can pop the back off of those things, and you've got cobwebs inside. So you know you should probably mm, look at an upgrade. Sales pitch, Steven over here. Phone salesman. <clears throat> Phone salesman Steven would like to battle. <clears throat> Anyways, I think that's a decent quality of life update for sure for people that don't know how to use. Oh yeah, apps. Um, yeah, the people that don't use the third party, it's one of those things at some point, like the third party tools are there to basically substitute in quality of life improvements that should maybe already be in the game. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) something that tells you the determining factors of how well something will do. Who would have guessed? But I mean, Go has never been about min maxing. No, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a casual game. It's built as a collectathon, so Ooh, that's a good term. Collectathon? You might have to start using that. Have you not heard that before? No. Oh. Huh. Well. Um next I, article. Yes. We are talking about the Psychic Spectacular. Inke and Malamar make their Pokemon Go debuts during the Psychic Spectacular. Uh what is this? Interactive graphics. Who would have guessed? Trainers, as we hinted in our September events blog, two Pokemon will be making their Pokemon Go debut, or debuts, during this year's Psychic Spectacular event. Inkay, the revolving Pokemon, and Malamar, the overturning Pokemon. By the way, one's the first form, and the second is the second form. It's an evolution. It's free real estate. Stop it. Wednesday, September 8th to Monday, September 13th, a.k.a. just a weekend. I'm a little sad that this event isn't longer. You know, whatever. Um, you win some, you don't get to enjoy as some as longer. Features. Inkay and its evolution, Malamar, will be making their Pokemon Go Day butts. Inkay will evolve only under unique circumstances. Maybe try rotating your phone so it's upside down. Shut up. Let him <clears throat> figure it out. Trainers who have journeyed through the Kalos region in Pokemon X and Pokemon Y may have had an inkling, haha, <laughs> they're squids, as to <laughs> what those circumstances might might be. Um, next part of the season, a mischief special research story, misunderstood mischief will unlock. Something's got psychic type Pokemon all worked up, and they're appearing more often in the wild. Sounds like the perfect opportunity to learn more about them. You never know, we might learn more about Hoopa as well. Psycho, psychic Pokemon Psyka? Psychic Pokemon like Abra, Drowsy, Gothita, Solosis and more will be appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, you might encounter others like Elgem and Inkay. Psychic type Pokemon will be appearing in raids throughout the event. Staryu, which evolves into the psychic type Pokemon Starmie. By the way, Staryu is a water type and then Starmie is a psychic water type. That's why they say Starmie. Yeah. Does he make an No. Earphones on, and I can't quite hear. Chimeco, Bronzor, Esper, and Inkay will be appearing in one star raids. A little Raichu, Wobbuffet, Metacham, Metacham, go get those XL candies, and Metagross will be appearing in three star raids. Does Metacham in three star raids mean it's soloable, soloable ish? Depends on the moveset. Okay. Lugia will continue to appear in five star raids. <laughs> Mega Slowbro will continue to appear in Mega raids by completing what? What are you doing about? Uh, raid boss Metachan with power up punch is kind of nasty. Uh, yeah, that's gross. It doesn't give the buffs, but it just hits constantly. Mm. 
By completing themed field research tasks, you can encounter event-themed Pokemon like Woobat, Inkay, and more. Take a snapshot once a day for a surprise. It's probably Inkay. You'll be able to get new stickers inspired by Psychic-type Pokemon by spinning Pokestops, opening gifts, and purchasing them from the in-game shop. I do um, like the Wobbuffet one. The Wobbuffet one is adorable. I wish, again, I wish they would actually sell sticker sets of the in-game stickers because I would probably buy some. Uh, oh, and that's it. It's got the little please be aware of your surroundings uh, thing at the end. That's Rattata. Rattata. Um, you are going to be looking out for Drowsy. Uh, Drowsy, one and only as far as your primary goal for this weekend's event. Um, Solosis, I think, might be interesting in the future. It is a prime candidate for a community day in the future. It and um, Gothita. It and Gothita, but I believe Solothis, Solosis is built a little bit more bulky. Yep. Um, and has a chance to have a interesting-ish move set. Yep. Um, by the way, uh, Gothita, Solosis, uh, Abra, Drowsy, and Elgem were featured in an event I think one of the one of the two of the first ultra unlock events I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like we've seen spawns of them recently enough that yeah. I'm like okay cool I guess we see these more yeah so yeah yeah LGM was part of this base one yeah yes that's right I was like L- LGM and what's its evolution Bahim yeah um, not good. Not great at all. So, um, mantle pieces basically. Um, yes, and then Inke. We are still waiting on its move set. Inke might be solid. Um, Malamar might be solid. We will. Malamar, if you have not heard it, is probably one of the funniest dub voiceovers in the anime. Really? Have you not heard it? No. Jump on YouTube real quick. I don't think you can get in trouble for listening to the Malamar clip. <laughs> Put in uh, Malamar anime, English dub. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. <laughs> my roommate and I watched the episode and we were, uh, I was on the floor laughing so hard. Steven, just listening to it really quick. Cartoon Network clip. <laughs> While Steven's listening to it. Oh, it's a cell of um what's it called? What's the one that has percentage? Uh Zygarde. Yeah. Okay. I'm more <laughs> not liking the Team Flares voice actor, but <laughs> The Malamar hasn't spoken yet. Yeah, this Team Flare dude is a... But while he's listening to that, Malamar is a unique typing with Psychic and Dark. It does have a very interesting move pool uh, in the main series games. It also has a unique ability that, as we know right now, Pokemon Go won't see abilities probably for quite some time. Its unique ability in the games was anything that would be a buff 
is immediately turned into a debuff and vice versa. So it was really good in doubles because you could use it for interesting combinations against like as a lead, as an anti-intimidator, because one strategy in competitive was to throw out intimidate first to lower the attack to give yourself an advantage of the opposing Pokemon. But with Malamar, it would increase your attack instead of decreasing it because of its natural ability. So I don't think we'll see anything crazy like that with Pokemon Go, but it does have the ability to have some very crazy move options. What you got, Steven? Malamar's Reach? No. Maybe. This is, oh, this is Japanese. How about I just find it and send it to you later? <laughs> oh this is sped up i hate that okay i hate that <laughs> it's sped up so it doesn't get copyright striked yeah god that's gross that's I, cringe yeah i hate that yeah you'll have to send me that later okay um i have no context for that to be actually even remotely funny <clears throat> not funny didn't laugh just you ready to get into the meat and potatoes yes even though we're an hour in lol go battle league season nine update go battle go battle league season nine is set to kick off oh by the way it's already kicked off that's just what happens when our podcast is bi-weekly the, your ranking at the end of season nine will be more important than it ever has so make sure to start your climb early as the season progresses we'll have more to share on how the season's result will impact things going forward so stay tuned now let's get into what you can expect during Go Battle League Season 9. Go ahead. You should send that to me. Uh, Go Battle League started on Monday, August 30th. It will go until, I believe, the final Monday. Let's see where that lands near December 1st. I imagine it will end November 29th, 2021. Season 9 schedule, I believe it's pretty standard as far as the leagues will rotate every two weeks. So, is this two weeks or one week? Two weeks. Every two weeks. So, Great League starts off with Great League and Great League Remix. Uh, Ultra League and Ultra League Remix for two weeks. Um, And then we'll have Master League, Master League Classic, and Little Jungle Cup. For two weeks. Uh, we will have a Great League and Halloween Cup that begins on August 15th. Um, so, Great August? League. August? Huh? October? You said August. Oh, did I? Okay. <laughs> Great League will. So, from October 11th to October 26th, two weeks, we'll have Great League. Partway through that, Halloween Cup will begin on October 15th. Um, Halloween Cup will end November 2nd um, before Halloween Cup ends. Ultra League and Ultra Premier Classic will start and last for two weeks. Uh, Master League, Master League Premier Classic, and a special, cl- special Cup Player's Choice will run for two weeks through to November 22nd. And then from November 22nd to November 29th, the end of the season, Great League, Ultra League, and Master League will all run in parallel. Um, let's see... 
believe that we'll talk about special clap player's choice down below later in the article. What is new in Season 9? Bonuses uh, are a Go Battle Days. Rather than Go Battle Nights, they're going to become Go Battle Days. They're going to last from 12... Where is my... Where's my timer? Um, 12 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. So the entire day. Um, September 18th. So Saturday, September 18th. Monday, November 1st. And Saturday, November 20th are your three Go Battle Days where you can play a total of 100 battles. Four times Stardust from Win Rewards. Um, They do not stack with other Stardust bonuses that go on. Um, but you will get a four times Stardust from win reward for Go Battle Days. Your Season 9 rewards are shuffling just a bit. Uh, You'll be able to encounter various Psychic, Ghost, and Dark-type Pokemon as encounter rewards throughout the season. Additionally, in celebration of Pokemon First Found in the Gala region of arriving in Pokemon Go, you'll be able to encounter Pokemon and earn avatar items inspired by the champion of the Galar region, Leon. So you're looking at Charizard, uh, Mindfu, Wubat, Dino, and Pikachu Libre, who is still at the highest reward tier after somewhere like six seasons. Kind of tired of mentioning that they were going to drop the reward tier at some point. Um, Maybe we'll get that, I don't know, in 10 years when we're all consumed by the flames of the sun. (laughs) Um, If you're lucky, you might find a shiny one. Um, Veteran rank gets you the... the Noibat. Noibat. Expert rank gets you the Dino. And legend rank gets you the Pikachu Libre. Standard encounters at rank one and above, you will get Charm uh, Charmeleon, Nidoran, a female, uh, Hypno, Sableye, Gothita, and Solosis. At rank six and above, you will get Mean Fu. At eleven and above, you will get uh, Rhydon. Um, goodness gracious, my brain is not working. Rhydon, Driftblim, Seismitoad. The male Jellicent and Litwick. At rank 16 and above, you will get Snorlax, Scrafty, and Rufflet. Is that right? Rufflet? Yep. Um, and then at rank 20, you will get the current raid, five star raid. Um, so, one thing to note on the five star raid boss mm-hmm. uh, uh, does it say no? If it is during the time the three lake spirits are happening, mm-hmm. it is whichever one you are able to get in your region. Mm, that's not random. That makes sense. Um, and then, of course, of course, of course, of noise. Course, uh, Noibat at twenty five hundred uh, yellow and twenty seven fifty is Dino and up. <sighs> Avatar items and other rewards. Pikachu Libre avatar items will be rewarded for trainers who reach rank 3. Trainers will be able to earn avatar items and pose inspired by the champion of the Galar region, Leon, who made, who first made his debut in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. At ace rank, you'll receive the reigning champion sport glove. At veteran rank, you'll receive Leon's look sport cap. At expert rank, you'll receive the reigning champion sports shorts. 
at Legend Rank, you'll receive the reigning champion sports top. Uh, midway through Season 9, Leon's iconic pose will be added as a reward for trainers who reach Legend Rank. At Rank 19, you'll receive an Elite Charge TM. You'll also receive an Elite Fast TM as an end-of-season reward. So you'll get one of each if you hit Rank 19. So one thing that was kind of brought up in uh, the fact that Leon is becoming one of the rewards or one of the pose rewards, mm -hmm. no cape, shame on you. Yeah, whatever. The My kind of question is I'm not sure what, if any... Um, physics engine is within the game yeah um so it's one of those things of like do they then have it just like constantly flowing in like a so fun fact animation <laughs> but. in the fire emblem games uh, -huh. uh crom one of the main characters for awakening uh -huh. always had the cape animation going where it was billowing oh nice even when they were inside just because it was a stock footage magic breeze <laughs> is a canned animation yeah Ay, yeah, yeah. Uh Cups. You can look forward to the following cups this season. Great League Remix. The 20 Pokemon most used by trainers ace rank and up in the Great League will not be allowed in Great League Remix. The following Pokemon will not be allowed. Venusaur. Also known as the Pokemon that are really good and competitive. Yeah. Venusaur, Alolan Ninetales, uh, Alolan Marowak, Azumarill, Politoed, Umbreon, Skarmory, Swampert, uh, Pelipper, uh, Vigoroth, Sableye, Metacham, uh, Altaria, Defense Deoxys, Bastidon, Scrafty, Jellicent. I imagine that's both male and female Jellicent, but it only shows male. Um, Galvantula, Galarian Stunfisk, and Talonflame. Not be allowed. It's a big no-no. Ultra League Remix. The 10 Ultra League Pokemon most used by trainers ace rank and up in the Ultra League will not be allowed in Ultra League Remix. The following Pokemon will not be allowed. Clefable. Alolan Grimer. Swampert. Alolan huh? Alolan Muck. Alolan Muck. I'm sorry. Um, Alolan Muck, Swampert, Empoleon, Togekiss, Giratina. Both forms, I imagine? Maybe. Cresselia, Talonflame, Mel Metal and Obstagoon, all banned. Now here is some of the interesting things. Little Jungle Cup Pokemon must be at or below 500 CP to enter. Pokemon do not need to be able to evolve to enter. This means you can have base forms, you can have second evolutions, you can have third evolutions, as long as they are under 500 CP. Which means, uh, what was it? Pidgeot and G-Stunfisk, if you have them under 500, are eligible. Yep. Yep. Uh, only normal grass, electric, poison, ground, flying, bug, and dark type Pokemon are permitted. So anything that's not... not Something that doesn't have those shared types is not allowed. Yes. Uh, Shuckle and Smurgle are not permitted. Lol. <laughs> Sorry. I, don't know, I, I wonder why. Because they're... They can be kind of gross, I guess. Well, Smeargle can just have a plethora of any move it wants. Dragon Breath and Dragon Claw from... The Pokemon Snap event? No, from... Um, uh, Dialga. Okay. I have a couple of those. <laughs> not Hundos, though. Man, do I not have any Hundos of Smeargle. 
Halloween Cup. Pokemon must be at or below 1500 CP to enter. Only Poison Bug, Ghost Dark, and Fairy type Pokemon are permitted. We'll probably talk more about uh, Little Jungle and Halloween Cup in future episodes. Special Cup Player's Choice. We're interested to hear what prior Special Cup you'd like to see return this season. Stay tuned for a poll on Twitter later in the season to determine which Cup will be held. And here we go. We are going to... Do we, do, we, do we hit the button? If you haven't already hit it, I think it's too late at this point. No, those are... Those are this is... This is uh, I'm going to hit the button. Welcome to the meta-analysis. Mm, it's time. We're going to go over... I'm going to hit split button on the mic timer. To the meta-analysis. We have some move tweaks, and this is what we are talking about for our more competitive uh, stat-based stuffs. Brain. New attack. Sort... Not... Kind of. Normal weather ball is back. A new low energy cost normal type charge attack. Uh, in trainer battle battles, it does 55 damage. In gyms and raids, it does 55 damage. Attack changes. All forms of weather ball are now going from 60 damage to 55 damage to so a slight damage nerf. The same energy requirement is continuing. Uh, the note here is that Weather Ball is currently a little too efficient as a low energy charge attack. As a result, we're toning down its damage just a tad. These are notes directly from Niantic, by the way, uh, within the Pokemon Go Live article. Uh, your key effect, uh, effects here with a Weather Ball adjustment are Politoed, things like Politoed, um, Grass types like Roserade and Sunny Cherim. Uh, Are you thinking and, of things that have weather ball and the cast forms, basically? Um, another one is uh, Alolan and Cantonian Ninetales. Yep. Um, those are the big, big effects here. Uh, it is still as spammy, just a little bit less damage. Um, the one thing to note is the five damage nerf um, can add up over time. So, um, if you are trying to out spam. Um, you might not be able to do that anymore. I think one of the biggest matchups was now Pelipper no longer beats G Stunfisk. That's one that like G Stunfisk has the rock to beat the flying. Yeah. And Pelip neither of Pelipper's attacks are doing super effective, so it doesn't surprise me that it would lose anyway. Yeah. Um it would actually surprise me that it would win. Uh Crunch. We're adding an effect to this move when it's used in trainer battles to tie in with its effect in the core Pokemon RPGs. In trainer battles, Crunch now has a chance of lowering the opposing Pokemon's defense. So Crunch isn't getting quite as much publicity as Poison Fang did. Poison mm. Fang was a huge change. Because Poison Fang was a guaranteed debuff to defense. And it's a three bar charge. Yeah. It's a lower energy requirement than Crunch Right, is. but Crunch has always been a back burner joke of a move just there for some off-brand coverage. But now it could start seeing some more usage because it comes with a chance to debuff. I mean, you shake your hands, it's a chance, sure, but mm. it makes it more of a reliable move than just a damage move. Right. I think where Poison Fang on something like Golbat was already very good... Um, it was a necessity for a Golbat to run Poison Fang. Mm -hmm. 
um, this this buff to crunch to be able to have a chance debuff, to drop a, a chance to de uh, a chance a chance to debuff your opponent doesn't doesn't give it the boon that it like needs to make it incredibly relevant. No. It's gonna it's going to be something to look out for and can help in some scenarios, but it's not. It doesn't make something like Steelix or Mightyena or Arcanine <coughs> things that no crunch and perform with crunch. Um, it that doesn't raise them into prominence because right. Of it. So, Zap Cannon. We're adding an effect to this move when it's used in trainer battles to tie in with its effect in Pokemon. RPGs. We hope this will provide Pokemon like Zapdos, Regirock, Magnezone, and Porygon Z a chance to shine in trainer battles guaranteed to lower the opposing Pokemon's attack. Here's my qualm with that one. Mm -hmm. They need that debuff before they can get to that attack. To get to that attack, they have to take punishment. And then the off chance that it's shielded, even if they do get that damage through... Zap Cannon's been a move that either kills something or doesn't. So you don't really get the lasting benefits unless they shield. And if they do shield, there's not a guaranteed chance that you're going to get to another one. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say... It's probably you. might have been somebody else also saying that Zap Cannon just requires too much energy. Yeah, the things that have Zap Cannon outside of something like Reggie Rock that's built physically well enough to get to that twice... Nothing's getting two zap cannons off. Yeah, if it were like two stages, then maybe. But this is... I mean, even on things with lock-on, it still takes some time to get to it twice. Mm -hmm. These next two are important. Scald. We're lowering the energy energy cost of this charge attack and adding an effect to this move when it's used in trainer battles to tie in with its effect in the core Pokemon RPGs. Trainer battles, energy cost decreased and now provides a chance of lowering the opponent Pokemon's attack. This is, what, Legacy Poliwhirl? Yep, Poliwhirl and uh, Amistar. Amistar and... Actually, it'll say who gets it here. Um... Scald's cool. Oh, um, uh, dramatic finger snaps. No, I was doing um, the horn section in uh, Low Rider. The theme to um, da 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 da. What about Vaporeon? Yeah, has gold yes. now. So you know, this is neat. I guess. Does this does this boost Scald Vaporeon's usage, or no. is it still want to use other moves? I mean, kind of. Aquatail spam is always nice. This isn't spamier. No. Cool. It's on par with Surf. That's all I needed to know. Um, from what I've heard from people that have actually used the move, it's not not enough of a chance to debuff that makes it irrelevant. Uh, Steven, mm -hmm. I think uh, HR is having an issue. Mm -hmm. Robot. 
Are you good? It looked like he was going to yak. Oh. You good? He hasn't eaten, so. <laughs> you good? Feather Dance. We're increasing the energy cost of this charge attack slightly to make it harder to use as often. Trainer battles. Energy cost increased. Um, I've been playing with Pidgeot in Great League Remix because it's not banned in Great League Remix. Mm. Uh, I run it as a second or a third string because when people... I've been leading with, uh, with Mew. And that's always fun because people have to guess what I'm running for my fast attack. And if I end up using, or starting out my fast attack, charge attack, if I end up using wild charge Mew and swapping out mm -hmm. and into Pidgeot, if they don't have something that's good against Pidgeot and they swap out to try and counter pick, Feather Dance still takes a minute to get to, but the, the double stage debuff still makes it hurt for them if they swap into something because then it is then it becomes locked in with that double debuff. It takes one extra gust to get to and that has been the deciding factor a couple of times in my matches, but I'm still using Pidgeot more as a goat than anything. And that's just in my personal experience. I I have noticed the difference with Feather Dance but the Lasting effects of the double attack debuff are still very, very, very strong. Yes, I don't. I, I think Feather Dance needed maybe more of a nerf because <laughs> this is still pretty impressive. So I don't know. Parker, I'll get you a straw. Drink that water. <laughs> Mega Horn. We're giving. Megahorn, a slight increase in damage to boost Nido King's Heracrosses and Escavaliers. High cost charge attack options. Oh, this also affects um, Samurott. Um, I needed the collapse to remember the name. I really, <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I'm having a day and a half, everybody. Whoo! So uh, Megahorn has been increased from 100 damage to 110. Yes, I, it's odd that they only give digits to Weather Ball and then to Megahorn. As well, far those as those are the like, only ones that have attack reworks. Yeah, like I'd love to see the percentage here for like Crunch Zap Cannon. Like, if you're gonna tell us the rest of the information, why not tell all of us? Yeah, I don't know. Megahorn's a lot like Zap Cannon in the sense that it's gonna be very unlikely something gets to two of these. Mm -hmm. And with Megahorn just being an attack increase. You still have to make sure they don't shield. This is better suited on a closer Pokemon. Yes. Attack. Availability. Updates. Nidoking will now be able to learn the charge attack sand tomb. This gives it uh, something a little bit spammy. Um, it still doesn't have like uber fantastic moves anyway. I think Nidoqueen is still the yep. primary. As he far still as the bows pair. to the queen. Uh, Polyrath will now be able to learn the Charge Attack Scald uh, because it was Legacy before, I believe. Good evening, Sir Maximus. Am I incorrect in that? Polyrath? Polyrath did not have Scald before. Oh, okay. It was Poliwhirl. It was its second form? Yeah. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, so now learn Scald. Um, it's uh, niche still, I think. Yeah. So, you know, maybe at some point. Heracross will now be able to learn the Charge Attack Rock Blast. 
Um, this gives it some coverage against the Flyers. Yep. Um, that would absolutely eat it alive. Uh, it also provides device? a good bait move, mm-hmm. but then you have to either get rid of close combat or earthquake or megahorn. Options. Decisions. Also, you have to have a hair cross that's good enough anyway. True. Regionals. Thumbs up, everybody. Uh, Manetric will now be able to learn the fast attack <laughs> Thunderfang. Manetric will now be able to learn the charge attack overheat. Manetric still won't be relevant. <clears throat> <clears throat> Oof. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this electric woofer. Um, the electric woofer got the boofer. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's not good it's no, it's not good it's not, not gonna be good um does it have snarl snarm snarl does it have snarl or it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure because it's so bad snarl? yeah i don't it's not relevant um don't worry about it other it than if it's in raves yeah other if it's then if it's in raids and you're trying to solo it then you should probably know if not yeah, don't worry about it <clears throat> but even then, you can just still throw a ground at it and it'll kill it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still ground's going to resist both of these anyway. Uh, normal form cast form will now be able to relearn the charge attack normal weather, weather ball, ball normal. That's weird. First official baller to be able to learn two balls. Weather balls. <laughs> I was... I was good for it up until you said it's able to learn two balls. I was like, yes, it is a baller. It's, it's it just I just want a photoshopped of like Michael Jordan posterizing somebody, but you replace Michael Jordan with Castform. Put my put Castform's head on Michael Jordan's body. Yes, please. Um You want poison I wish ball? I wish I were a baller. What is it? Uh I wish I were a, I wish I were a little bit taller. I wish I were a baller. I wish I was a Castform. <laughs> I wish I was a normal form Castform. <laughs> uh oh uh n- a normal form cast form with normal type weather ball and rock type weather ball it's okay it is right? i mean energy ball is still a good coverage move it does have a debuff chance but if you really want to frustrate someone run hex double ball yeah i guess it's mm, yeah Cough is a- it resist rock yes then throw normal weather ball yeah <laughs> Does it not resist rock throw rock weather ball? Yeah. Uh, Kafa Grigus. Uh, I thought this was Kafa Gigarus, but there's like a, a whole GI, extra GI missing for it to be Kafa Gigarus. So yeah. Kafa Grigus. Um, we'll now be able to learn the fast attack Shadow Claw. This is the winner, like objectively head and shoulders above the rest, the winner of these move updates. Um, Shadow Claw took it from rank three hundred something to now up in the top twenty. Um, it had Astonish, which apparently was trash, laughably laughably bad. <laughs> butt cheeks, yes, butt cheeks. Um, so Kafagigris, Kafagrigus. I'm gonna have to relearn learn this one. <laughs> uh, Kafagrigus with uh, Shadow Claw is now going to be pretty relevant. I think what Shadow Ball and it has either Dark Pulse or Psychic. No, doesn't have Shadow Ball. No, it does. In addition, okay. oh. the third, the second move, charge move is personal preference. Remind me, is it a straight ghost? Yes. Okay. Part a of straight me was like, bulky ghost. Part of me was like, it, Ghost Rock. 
No. You would think, but it its Galarian form is Ghost Ground. Wow. Renegagus. It's a fossil. <clears throat> also, just fun fact, personal or personal note, I guess, uh-huh. probably one of the cooler looking ghost designs. It's pretty sick. It's a coffin, like a sarcophagus from Egypt. It's haunted. And it's haunted. Yep. Oh. There is a nice nifty uh, PvP analysis on the Go Battle League Season 9 move rebalance by J.R.E. Seawolf, U slash J.R.E. 47 over on Reddit. Um, I've not read through all of it yet. Um, It is on my list of things to do. Um, But I will put this as a recommended reading for this episode of the podcast. Um. Yes. A whole bunch of stuff. I'm pretty sure he hits darn near the character limit on Reddit posts. So. Uh, um. Crunch. Ha ha ha. Um. Oh, yep. He ran out of characters. Uh, <laughs> TLDR is Confagrigus is the big winner here. Use it if you can, but expect to see a lot of it either way. Shadow Ball Dark Pulse is my personal recommendation for charge moves, but Psychic has some merit. Nido King and Manetric are mar- markedly better now, but still bow down to Nido Queen and Zebstrika. Uh, will still do their jobs better. Weather Ball nerfs undoubtedly hurt, but not too badly. The biggest losers are, in no particular order, Sunnycast Form, Powdered Snow, A Nine Tails, especially in Great League, Obama Snow in Ultra League, and Poly Toad in Great and Ultra. Toad, in particular, may even want to run the more energy-efficient Surf now in Ultra League. Pidgeot is slightly worse off, but it's still rather OP. Burb Jesus Rises. Uh, Scald is a great move now, but it doesn't lift Vaporeon or Poliwhirl off the mat enough to really get noticed, and Poliwrath has trouble finding room for it. It's probably still best off with Ice Punch and Dynamic Punch. I can see Scald rising up in limited metas of the future, though. The debuff effect of Zapkin is mostly, mostly a nothing burger, but the buff to Crunch, while difficult to really show in Sims, is going to be impactful. Most things that have it already deal big damage with fast moves and or spammy charge moves and get really scary now that the defense debuffs trigger chomp chomp. Um, the one thing I forgot to mention with the crunch, um, that crunch change mm-hmm. um, is things like um, skunk tank, where skunk tank with crunch can do a huge chunk of damage, big old thing of damage, yep. a, a massive amount of damage with crunch. Um having a uh having stab um that defense debuff can be a very very big swing in uh momentum within a battle so excuse me goodness gracious um let's see um i got nothing else do you got anything else not i'll Core, I did hear something. What? What'd you hear? Did, did you did you did you hear that? What? Someone knocking on the door? No. New Sylph meta. Oh. That's right. I was gonna pull up that tweet. Uh can I Oh wait, it was right there. I'm a dingus. 
big screen it. October 2021 Sylph League Arena 2021-2022 season is inbound. Big hype. Um, It's coming. We should maybe probably, let me check uh, dates calendar. Meanwhile, HR is sitting here freaking out because I'm knocking on the wall. <laughs> um, Probably by next episode, most likely by next episode, we will have a meta announcement to break down. Um, we but, could speculate off of this image because it's smoke of pink and blues that maybe we're looking at like a fairy. This is reminding me a lot of the main of, um, Galarian Ponyta. Galarian Ponyta. So I don't know. Psychic ice fairy. Hmm. That just sounds like um, cotton candy. That sounds like Frostlass is meta to lose. <laughs> that just sounds like Frostlass. But again, get hyped. New season coming for Self Arena starting next month. If you are new to our podcast, if you are new to PvP after watching our preseason primer, Self Arenas are a fun, competitive environment. They are only limited to Great League as of now. 1,500 CP Pokemon or less. Teams of six. Best of three matches. Three on three games. If this is something that you would like to experience, if this is something you want to learn more about, it is. we are on year four now, season four of Self Arena. It is an amazing free event that is PvP against other people in a bracket tournament style Swiss format. Um, we host in our discord a month long tournament. And then starting this season as well, we are going to do something where I will be setting up shortly after they announce the format or the cup. We will run a four fun practice non-ranked tournament. So if you want to try out combinations, if you want to try out, different teams and maybe see what works for you for the upcoming rank tournaments for people. This will be a, no, go upstairs. So I'll go ahead and let you take care of that. We will be hosting our own server based server, um, server based server, our own server tournaments for self arena both non-ranked for fun competitive and our monthly ranked competitive. If this is something that interests you, or if you would like to learn more, jump on the discord, hit us up on Twitter or just email us. This is going to be a fun season. I think, uh, again, just great league format for now. Uh, we don't have much else to go on. Steven is dealing currently with a problem, so I'm here left with you awesome people. I have nothing prepared. This just kind of came up suddenly. So thank you for hanging out. Uh, let's see. What else we got going on? Okay. Um, well, shoot. Yes. So one thing that Self Arena also does that we personally have not participated in because neither of us really have the time with what we do in our lives and we're not super 
That kind of smells bad. Sorry. Um, HR had an accident. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm okay. I just the smell is pretty dick. Yeah. But factions, it is another format within Self Arena where it is a five is it five players or six? Well, either way, you have different people on your team playing different leagues of PvP. There are field specialists which specialize in a set meta somewhat relevant to the self uh tournament cups you have a great league specialist you have an ultra league specialist and a master league specialist and these teams are compromised of a number of players that play against other sets of players in the same kind of format you would uh self arena tournament for what they call a cycle uh i guess the tldr is we don't participate ourselves, but we do know people that do. And it is something that in our last community question, we asked if it's something people would like to hear us cover. A majority of people have said yes, they would. So in the future, we will be doing more research and diving into what the current rotations are, what the metas are, speaking with people that are also a part of it, and getting feedback from people that are currently playing in cycles and just kind of getting more coverage on it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Steven's been having a not-so-great time. Animal. Animal's not feeling well. The dog. Just trying to fill in time here. Sorry, everyone, for things happen. All right. So while Steven's taking care of that, I'll just share some of my GBL experiences lately. Uh, not so great, to be honest. It's been pretty chaotic. I've gotten up to... Rank 13, I think, is where I left off at lunch today. I, uh... <laughs> Stephen's yelling at the dog. I've been running the same kind of teams. I think one, uh, ranks 1 through 10, I ran a triple team of Shadow Pokemon. I ran Hitmonchan, Ampharos, and Lapras. The Lapras is double legacy because it is a rank 4. So I'm like, why am I not running double legacy on this one um anyways they got me up until rank 10 and then immediately when i hit rank 10 you start seeing people run the try hard teams like Nidoqueen, queen obstagoon or uh mandibuzz I'm trying to think of the name vulture it's not easy you really like we mention all the time the best thing you can do is just run what you're comfortable with um there's also resources out there. You can check PV Poke. You can check Self Arena. They have what's currently being used to st statistically by other players and what's performing. 
there are many people out there on Twitter that share their findings and it, it, I'm not one of those people that likes to copy other people's teams. That's obviously why I ran triple shadow team for the, for the lulls, but it's just really unfortunate when you get to a point in your rank where running something fun doesn't mean you're going to win, but then running something that's going to win isn't going to always be something that's fun. So you got to find that kind of balance between the two. But, I mean, that's GBL. That's PvP in a nutshell. Trying to find that balance of fun while still being able to win. If winning is your only goal, then it's not going to be that fun. <laughs> I mean, some people are just really good and know how to play the game. And they have fun doing it. But I don't know where I'm going. I'm just more or less trying to kill time while Steven's taking care of the dog. Like, let's see here. I think I am. Two out of five. Okay, so I'm I'm level 13. Uh, rank 13, sorry. And I was running Mew, Pidgeot, and Whizcash earlier today. That's what I've been running, and it's kind of been working, so. Steven's back. Mm, excuse me. Okay. Uh, what else is there? Is there anything else that we need to cover? Not really. I think get excited for the new Sylph meta. Looking forward to that. Yes. Um, we'll see if I get any... Sleep? <laughs> uh, that too. Um, but we'll, let's see if I can get any GBL sets in. Because if they're saying... <sighs> I haven't gotten anywhere near rank 19 to to get any of the elite TMs in the last handful of seasons. Um, so we'll see because the seasonal grant one of each by getting to rank 19, which is just doing battles. So we'll see if I can squeeze some of that in. Um, and then fingers crossed, not this weekend, but next weekend is going to be community day. Um, works kind of weird schedule wise. There's a chance I'll continue to have Sundays off and I can go, com uh, participate in community day, which excites me very much. Um, casual, nice casual community day, a Pokemon that I do enjoy. Um, I recognize its limitations performance within, um, PVP. So, um, All that stuff. So, um, yep, I think that's it. Um, unfortunately, no community question, not out of the lack of wanting one, um, just out of uh, circumstances. No community question uh, this episode. Um, <clears throat> look forward to one next episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You can catch us at Battle underscore Science on Twitter. Uh, go to YouTube.com, search up Battle Science. Give us a subscribe. Check out those Pokemon um, Pokemon Go PvP slash or Pokemon Go PvP 101 slash uh, Sylph Arena preseason primer videos. Um, give those a listen if you have feedback on those. Um, I would like to do one of those every Sylph Arena season considering it only comes around it only rotates through once a year. Um, 
it can definitely be refined and it can definitely be improved. So if you have any feedback, do feel free to let us know. Um, catch us here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash battle science. Um, you can join our discord. There is no, no uh, bar to entry. No bar to entry. Um, hey, man, if I'm a mod, you can join. Um, <laughs> That's a precedent. <laughs> um, uh, and you can back us over at uh, patreon.com slash battle science for the Battle Science After Dark podcast and the Battle Science podcasts uh, a couple of days before they go up to the public at just a dollar tier or more or become a Patreon producer. Uh, like uh, Evo, Stevo, Winston the Champ, Jmar, and Dolphin, Dolphin ninety three. Thank you. I knew I was missing one. Um, by backing us at five dollar, the five dollar tier or above. Uh, I keep hinting at other things, battle science, and it just hasn't happened yet. Um, at some point, I'm gonna just stop referencing. Um, they'll happen. They'll happen at some point. Um, would you like a final count for tonight final count for what um, oh god I guess 42 42 ah, it's gotta be higher than that <laughs> it's gotta be higher than that at least that's what the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy the, the magic number magic number or something like that so cool Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will catch you in the next Battle Science podcast in two weeks or whatever other piece of content you want to tune in for. Hop over to the Discord, chat with us, hang out, do all that fun stuff, you know. Shenanigans. Whatever. Uh, We will catch you out there on the battlefield. Bye.